Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, this is a new edition of Nickel City Hot Takes. I'll be your host today. My name is Brian, sitting across from me at the desk, working the switchboards, doing his uh, producer duties. Switchboards. The producer extraordinaire over here. This is Angel. Say hello to the people. Hello, I'm Angel. Um, this is totally not the second time we're doing this podcast. Yeah, I'd like to uh, apologize to everybody. It was last week. We even had my uncle in studio. I'd like to offer a sincere, heartfelt apology to him. I know he wanted to be a part of this in studio. Um, what happened was it was storming outside, lightning hit, power surge. We lost everything. We're prepared today. We won't have to worry about that again. We're not gonna make you wait any longer. Uh, once again, Uncle Eric, I apologize. Happy you had such a good time down here with me um, and the family. But without further ado, um, we're going to talk to you guys today about 4-3 uh, defense, common thing that the Bills like to run. Uh, give you a little bit of education on that. Dig real deep into it for the people that aren't fully aware. For those that are, and just be a refresher. Angel. So, um, besides it also being, you know, the second time we're doing the podcast, this is also the first time we're doing video podcast. So this will be on YouTube, and I don't know if we can put it on Facebook. We'll figure it out if we can upload it to Facebook. We'll see. But but as you can tell, we are uh, two very handsome mofos. Uh, as you can, you know, Brian has the SLR camera. He has the better camera than I do, and I'm on my webcam here. Uh, we're going to have some footage of the OTA so far. OTAs so far. You have, you know, got Allen, you got Diggs, you got all the <clears throat> crazy guys out there. Um, but, yeah, this is our first episode video, so I was kind of happy. Um, technically second because, you know, everything got corrupted, but, you know, whatever. We don't talk about that. So that being said, Angel, let's jump right into our gem for this episode. This is something that uh, I've always wanted to do. For anybody that's visiting up there around July 10th and 11th, or any residents up there, um, feel free to leave a uh, comment something on our facebook page let us know how this was the taste of buffalo i always see this advertised i always like think wow i, I need to get up there for this like there is so much going on at this taste of buffalo thing and it, it just looks you, you get all your uh, local vendors food trucks things like that uh this year they're gonna have it uh from delaware avenue or on delaware avenue from huron to niagara square um, like I said, they're supporting local businesses. We always talk, we've talked several times about the food in Buffalo, particularly the wings, but there's just all kinds of different local vendors there that are going to have some awesome, awesome food. Uh, everything just looks good. It's uh, funded by Tops this year. Um, going to have some live music and anybody that uh, likes the new era hat, particularly the one that Angel's wearing today, as you can see, because this is our first live video podcast. New era is going to have a vendor there also. Going to be plenty of Bills gear. Check them out. They're going to be at the Taste of Buffalo. And this year also is going to be free admission. Um, 
due to COVID, hard times. We all know what's going on with that. But anybody that did pay for a ticket in advance, um, you're going to get your money refunded if you haven't already. So that's a pretty exciting thing. Um, like to thank Tops and everybody that's funding the Taste of Buffalo this year for that. But like I said, please, if anybody goes, feel free to drop a, a comment or something on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere where you're listening or watching us now. Um, Angel, I know that uh, you, you saw a couple of things at this Taste of Buffalo that got you excited. Um, I, I'm, I'm sensing some mac and cheese. Yes. So, um, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Jeremy White. Almost every year when I was working and listening, actively listening to WGR, always mentioned the mac and cheese truck. Every year, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. And I'm just like, you know, I saw pictures and I'm like, the stuff that they're making in this particular place is like, like, you know, you got truffle mac and cheese. You got... Yeah, yeah, um, you know, buffalo chicken mac and cheese with blue cheese crumbles on top. I mean, oh, god dang it. I, I, I want to go so bad. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just that this, this, I don't know how many vendors there are, there are exactly, but there's quite a bit of them. Um, and, and the thing is, I guess the, the thing I want to also talk about is the variety of food. It's not just like some cookie cutter, you know. Oh, there's uh, ribs over here, and there's this over here. They're actually creative foods, not your typical stuff you run into type of stuff. Uh, you know, there's a cheesecake truck. <clears throat> My cheesecake. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's a lot of variety, um, and I would love to go, but I can't. can't so, you know, I, I tell you, it's um, if you do have an opportunity to go over there, please. Let us know. Take some food pictures. Post it on the post it on the post, please, because uh, you know there's nothing wrong with um, posting pictures of your food. Totally acceptable over here. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's just uh, it's just a whole bunch of. I'm just looking at the menus here. You know, it's just like it's so much good stuff here. So much. Strawberry Crunch Fields Forever Cheesecake. That sounds amazing, and I don't even know what's in it. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, you throw strawberry and crunch and cheesecake all in the same name. Yeah, fields. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, so that that's pretty much what. Okay, something just caught my eye. Sweet Nutella, Nutella in Texas toast, buttered with mom's made jerry, uh, uh, strawberry jam and whipped cream. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Somebody needs to take a picture of that. Whoever whoever goes there and gets that, please take a picture of that because that sounds amazing. And mind you, a lot of these things are not they're pretty cheap, you know. Uh four, you know, five dollars, four dollars, three dollars, two dollars. I don't see anything really that expensive, you know. Um, obviously if, if there's like a seafood place here, which I'm sure there is. Actually, I'm looking right now, I don't see a single item above six bucks. It's pretty awesome. Very awesome. So, you know, if you want to, you know, go for a weekend or whatever, I'm not sure if it's a weekend or not, but 10th and 11th. Oh, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Perfect. Yeah. Weekend. Swing on over. Eat some good ass food. Yeah. Hell Take yeah. some pictures for us and uh, post it on our Facebook and our Twitter page. Probably won't be jealous. I will be very jealous. Um, Angel will be jealous of the uh, mac and cheese. I am a cheesecake fanatic. 
Yes. Yeah, so. uh, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be wing trucks there too, and we'll both be jealous of that. But the the main reason that we wanted to shout out the Taste of Buffalo as our gem is it it's obviously had an impact on both of us watching the uh, uh, videos and it's one of them things that made us people that have been there before that want to go it gives us another reason to go back gives us a different time to go back like hey we need to plan a trip in july taste of buffalo is going on um so just that's us we've been there i've lived there he's been there um the other main thing is they're, they're supporting local vendors they're doing what we're doing just on a physical stronger level and we admire that we appreciate that um, so go check out the Taste of Buffalo. Uh, let us know how it was. Send, post some pictures. Hashtag them. We'd appreciate that. Taste of Buffalo is your gem of the week. <clears throat> and Ross. Stack to his right. TJ Jones to his left. He looks right. He throws right. A little high, but Ross comes down. Popped up in the air and it's picked off. This could go for the Bills. And it will. It's Ron Brooks. See you later. Well, sometimes it's better to be uh, lucky than good. This time the Bills are. Jeremy Ross is going to go up here, have the ball, but when he comes down, it never touches the ground. That should be an interception. I would not call that a fumble recovery because... He, Jeremy Ross never had possession of it. And Ron Brooks is right there. You see Corey Fuller give him some effort trying to run him down. But, you know, in position, makes the play. Listen, the, the worst-case scenario for any ball thrown. In All right. Jumping into our pick six. Number one, Angel. This is going to be a fun one. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen just recently, I think, tweeted that he is willing to take less money to stay in Buffalo because he loves the direction that this team is going and he loves this city. Just, uh, it's, it might be an obvious question, but tell me how that makes you feel. Well, you know, there's two uh, two emotions I have go through. is um, pure attraction and uh, you know, that's my first one. And the second one is uh, being grateful for having such a attractive you know, gifted. gifted individual in our team. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's it's uh, it's amazing how like we always talk about how like you know lucky in a sense that New England has Q, uh, Tom Brady as a quarterback. How they're lucky that you know <clears throat> he he he'll you know they have a quarterback that's willing to take less money. To help the team out, you know, past tense. Yeah, you know, he. Let's be honest. He deserves his money now. He 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 had enough cuts as far as like taking money for a team. Right now, he's just enjoying 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 the life. So I'm not gonna be mad for that. You take you take uh, so many um you know, uh you give you give your team so many breaks. Eventually, you want to start looking out for yourself, which is completely understandable. But it's like. You know, we, it was just like you—you you get to keep that quarterback, and he—they kept that quarterback forever. And why is because they didn't have to pay the premium for a quarterback, and that seems to be the direction that we're going with Josh Allen, which is fantastic, because we were jealous of that. Now we get to get a taste of that. 
So it's like, you know, um, you can really only thank, you know, Josh Allen for even, you know, considering to, you know, give us that discount stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's honestly, it's, I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm happy that he's willing to take less and it's going to be looking good for us in the future. That's a great take. That's a phenomenal take. Um, I know you said you can only thank Josh Allen for that, but you got to thank the front office. You got to thank the entire coaching staff. Brandon Bean and what he's built and put together as a general manager, how he's not winning GM of the year every single year from now on is beyond me. Um, Especially if Josh Allen outperforms what he did last year and Emmanuel Sanders outperforms John Brown. Just, I'm not going to get into that yet because we got some more of that going on, but Josh Allen has more weapons to throw the ball to. Our running backs are getting more experience in the league. There's a lot of criticism on our tight ends and our running backs, but they're all getting more experience in the league. He's building more rapport with all of them. We have, what, Jacob Hollister's a new tight end this year? A rookie running back that he's... Did we get a rookie running back this year? Yes. We got a rookie running back, and we also got um, a guy from uh, Miami. Bertha? Oh, Matt Breida. Breida, yeah. So, two possible uh, new running backs. One new wide receiver, one new tight end. Everybody else is building more rapport with Josh Allen. That... It's chemistry. He's going to improve. He's been gradually getting better every year. And the fact that he knows this, he has all the, he has the ball is in his court when it comes to what he wants to make. And he's offering us to take less. It's well, admirable. I got something to throw at you after we're done here. It's, it's a new topic. And I'm, I'm, I want your opinion. This is going to be something similar to how you come at me with these stupid uh, Facebook comments. I have something for you. That's gonna be something similar, and I need your opinion on this one. You you probably know what it is, anyways. So go ahead, continue. But yeah, like I was saying, that we're just building chemistry. We're bu- Josh Allen is building rapport and chemistry with everybody on his offense. We added a couple of new pieces on the offensive line as well, but they need to build chemistry with each other. Um, we've got our veterans that know what they're doing. This offense is just going to be insanely fun to watch this year. It's gonna be awesome have some faith josh thank you so much obviously for taking offering to take less money but thank you so much for just your talent and how damn good you look in shorts and a visor Mm. all right all right so now i i do have the uh there's been an ongoing conversation for the past couple weeks or i say two weeks to be exact, um, specifically from Raven fans. I don't know why. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not shocked, but I am also, um, you know, surprised, sort of. You know, why are they coming at us with this? But it, it sparked a conversation that it started to get traction and it started to, you know, you know, get picked up by, you know, CBS Sports, you know, and all these other um, uh, media outlets out here. The thing is, it's is basically um, the best thing to uh, to come up with is uh, which came first, the chicken or the egg. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, 
and this is what a lot of people were trying to come up with. Does Josh Allen make Diggs good, or does Diggs make Josh Allen good? And that conversation has been going on pretty much for two weeks straight. And it seems that it just doesn't go away. There's there's arguments for both sides, but I don't think, me personally, I don't think one is solely responsible for the other. They are exactly, when you look at those two, especially when they're together, they, they're like brothers. They're like together. They're, you know, they're like this. They're close. I don't think that help. They help each other out. They don't, one doesn't make the other better. They just synchronize really well. And yes, they make each other better. But not one's responsible for the other one being good. Because technically speaking, now, now here, here's, here's my argument against people saying that Diggs is the reason why Josh Allen's got these numbers and stuff. This is my argument against it. Not only Diggs have a career year with the Bills, Cole Beasley got a career year with the Bills. John Brown got a career year with the uh, the, the uh, with the Bills. And who was that quarterback? Josh Allen. Now, of course, you can go all the way around. Diggs, Diggs makes uh, Josh Allen better. He saves Josh Allen sometimes. You know, there's there's some balls that are kind of wonky, and you want that receiver, but that's what that's what that's where we picked we picked Diggs for a reason because he can save and, and do things like that, like help Josh Allen with those almost uncatchable balls. Yes. Angel, I have a question. So do you remember who Stefan Diggs' quarterback was? Before it was Josh Allen, it was Kirk Cousins. I think we can all agree, any NFL fan, not just Bills fan that's listening, who's a better quarterback, Kirk Cousins or Josh Allen? Who has a better ceiling? But there's no question, it's Josh Allen. Um, <clears throat> I know that the Vikings got Justin Jefferson. I know he had a great year, but how the Vikings do, how the Bills do. I'm just saying. Can I answer your question? Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, Honestly, I, I want your opinion on on this too. I gave my two cents on it. I, I like I said, I think they both uh, complement each other really well. They have a very close relationship. Therefore, it's kind of like. You know, this is gaming. I'm a, I'm a gamer, clearly. <laughs> um, there's some partners, there's some people that you just, you don't even have to think about it. You just know what to do at the right time. You kind of can read each other without actually talking to each other. That's how um, Alan it is with Diggs. They just know and stuff like that. So that's just, I, I think I think they complement each other. I don't think one's better because of the other. I think the team is better because of both of them. To be honest. And I can hear you all now saying that that's a cop out, but it's real. What he's saying is real. Um, <clears throat> with some certain caliber of players being able to read each other 
and being able to build that chemistry that is unbreakable to the point where it shows on the field and you in a year play. Too, by the way. That's what I'm saying. In a year. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. With average quarterbacks and average wide receivers, like Julian Edelman is not an elite wide receiver. He was. Get out of here. Tom Brady is an elite wide or an elite quarterback. Julian Edelman was only elite because of Tom Brady. This current situation that we have in Buffalo, I can't go out and say that Josh Allen is elite yet because he has to post it every year after year after year after year MVP numbers. Stephon Diggs has done that. Allen's young. This was his first year as an elite quarterback. If he does it again this year, or yeah, this year, let's make that argument. But for now, based on what we have in front of us statistically right now, Stephon Diggs makes Josh Allen a better quarterback. But that is the job of a wide receiver. But that's also the job as a quarterback. He needs to know how his wide receivers run. He needs to know how his wide receivers cut and run routes. He needs to know which wide receivers. He needs to know their speed. If he can get the ball to them based on how they run routes and how they, how their speed is, if they run go routes, if he can throw the ball ahead knowing that they're going to run up and catch it in any route, that's how you make your wide receiver better. Your wide receiver makes your quarterback better by doing exactly what he needs to do. That's what I'm talking about. At this point in time, based on statistics alone, Stephon Diggs makes Josh Allen a better quarterback, and we thank him for that. But, 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 I think you don't have a career year if you don't have Josh Allen throw the ball to you. Because like we said, you, 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 okay, you're with Minnesota since your rookie season. So you have almost four years. Actually, I think, yeah, he had almost four years with Minnesota, I think it was three years, but yeah, um, you have with the same quarterback. I think mostly, I think it, I think Kirk Cousins was pretty much the quarterback for the whole uh, time here. Yeah. So okay. So to let's say two, three years with Diggs. Okay, but then you come into this team with again less time, less practice, less pretty much everything on a COVID year, and you still manage to. Do that. That's not just a wide receiver. That takes a quarterback with these smarts to be able to pull that shit off. Mm-hmm. You, you're not doing that as a normal quarterback. No normal quarterback is just going to get a, a random a wide receiver just from a random team and give him career, uh, career, career yards just like that. It doesn't happen. You know, I think the arguments for Allen is going to determine on one or two players. Davis, Sanders. That's Dallas two or right there. If those guys have career years, especially Sanders, because <laughs> mind you, I'm not sure you remember how Sanders were in the past. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, uh, that team. Oh. Anyways. Um. If he can get career, if he can have a career, that's going to be insane. Let me pause you real quick. Just to be excited. Just to be really excited. If Emmanuel Sanders can have a career year, 
which would mean he had a better year than with who was one of his quarterbacks in Denver? Angel? Hall of Fame. A Hall of Famer? What's his name? Peyton Manning's. His name was Peyton Manning. So, if, if and Emmanuel Sanders is older now, if he can have a career year with us, better than what he had in Denver, when we already have a Stephon Diggs and a Cole Beasley and a Gabe Davis who have been there longer than him, yeah, Josh Allen is elite. There's nothing touching him. He's earned top dollar paycheck. Once again, thank you for taking less, but I'll let you proceed. I mm -hmm. just had to jump in there. So I'm looking right now. <clears throat> His career year was with Denver, obviously. <laughs> um, he had 141 targets, 101 receptions. 141 targets, 101 receptions, and 1,400 yards for nine touchdowns. The longest touchdown being 69 yards. Giddy. That does sound like Diggs was year last year. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, honestly, I think it's very possible that it could happen, especially this year. Let's be honest here. You forget what, this, what year is it? Is it the 17 game season? One more game. That means one more extra chance to get those yardage. Look, um, this year it's going to be a, a lot of records are going to be broken. Left and right. And to be honest, it's going to be kind of blah because the records are going to be rolling just because naturally that's what's just going to happen. Because you add one more game to the season, it's going to, things are going to be broken. That's a given. But if you can break Emmanuel Sanders' record of 1,400 yards, hey, you never know. You just never know. And it's it can be very much possible, honestly. it's I can see that happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but just to get back onto the, the original topic of, you know, who makes who better. I, as of right now, I know Angel says that they make each other better. I'm saying that he's made a valid argument for Josh Allen. I'm just I've made a valid <laughs> argument for uh, Stefan Diggs. I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at Diggs year, Diggs year last year. Oh my God. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> 166 targets, 127 receptions, 1,535 yards, and eight touchdowns. Get out of here. Come on. His previous year, 94 receptions, 63, uh, 90, 94 targets, 63 receptions. That's doubled your production. My Lord. <laughs> And everybody talked about him like a prima donna when he wanted to leave Minnesota because he didn't get the attention or targets that he wanted. This is why. MVP. Throwing to an MVP. This is why. This is the reason he came to Buffalo. He saw what he saw in Josh Allen. He knew he could make him a better quarterback and vice versa. That's why I'm giving this win to Angel on this topic here. They make each other better. Just facts. It's, just, it's, it's, it's honestly fun to just look at those stats. Honestly, it's like, ah, damn, we have him there, and then not, and, and, and we have, we have Emmanuel Sanders that also did similar stats, mm -hmm. similar stats about five years ago. I mean, yes, five years ago, but I mean, you know, 
What, what was his stats last year? I mean, it, they weren't that bad. Look, he almost had a thousand yard season last year, mm-hmm. and he was what the fourth, five receiver. Uh, I would have said second or third. Yeah. No, a third. Third sounds about right. Yeah, because you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, so that's. Um, I'm just saying. I, I think. I think. I think. Um, Josh Allen does have a big impact on just by his growth. His growth. His growth helped him out get get to that point. I think so. Yeah, solid point. Um, if we're score, if we're point keeping here, I'm giving the point to Angel on that one. Um, made some better arguments there. Um, that was our number two. That was an awesome, pretty cool segment. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. And to everybody listening and watching now, uh, we would like to hear your input on this. Who who do you, who made who better? Did they both make each other better? You know. Tell us your thoughts. We'll shout you out. I promise you. Get involved. We want you to get involved. We will shout you out. We'll make it a segment. We just need more interaction. Help us out here. With that being said, we're going to jump into number three. New stadium update. We got some news last week, Angel. So, just out of curiosity. I, I, I need it. Being a team from Buffalo, I need an outdoor stadium. I need this. What are your thoughts? So, um, so we got um, a whole bunch of uh, news about the stadium. But the first thing I want to bring up is uh, good news. Uh, hi, Mark. <laughs> we'll be at full capacity no matter what, if you did get the vaccine, you did not get the vaccine, you are allowed to go in the stadium. Now, I imagine they're going to do similar to what um, um, Salem, uh, Salem Field did. So they're going to have a section for vaccinated people. And they're going to have some for non-vaccinated people. Uh, if you choose so, um, that's up to you. And that's the great thing about it is that you have a choice. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think it's going to matter, honestly. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think anyone's going to care when they go into that stadium. They want to pack that damn thing as much as possible. They want to show the first and second year um, um, players that this is what we really sound like. You heard us at 9,000 people. You haven't heard us at 70,000. I know you remember how it sounded against Baltimore. Oh, Johnson. That was only 9,000 people. I mean, come on now. Ear-splitting noises, <laughs> basically. But, um, yes, yeah, so it's going to be, yes, it's going to be uh, full capacity, 100%. Uh, I think season ticket holders are up first, and then, obviously, you know, you know, tickets will be sold soon. Uh, they will be announcing it. Keep lookout. Um, you, can do, you can sign up for a newsletter at buffalobills.com. To make sure that you get stay in the loop when the tickets do become available, because I imagine they're gonna be sold out like Weezed were around 2006. Just so you say, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Um, but as far as the new stadium, because everyone likes new things, I love new things. You like new things. Some people don't like new things, but they say they don't like new things until they go into the new thing, and they'll be like, "Oh, this new thing is nice." <laughs> just saying, but. Um, basically this is what's going on. 
um, the talks have been ramping up pretty quickly. Um, what's going on is they're talking uh, to a uh, a group, and now I'm going to mention some names, and some of you guys are going to be like, no, hold on. Uh, they're talking to a, a it's a group that 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 specializes in the stadiums. Jerry, <laughs> and this group is also owned uh, co-owned by uh, Jerry Jones and the Yankees. Um, those two, obviously, those two stadiums are really damn good. Um, very state of the art, beautiful stadiums. Um, I think, uh, mind you, I'm gonna give you a heads up right now. Don't freak out. Jerry Jones is not going to touch the stadium. He's an advisor. He's just part of the group that helps out build these stadiums. He's also responsible, or that group is also responsible for SoFi Stadium in Las Vegas. Also, the new Chargers and Rams. Rams, they both are the same stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. So responsible for that stadium, and also responsible for the renovations over in Miami, which I also figured out. The you mentioned Yankee Stadium. Yeah, the Yankee Stadium obviously be one of them in Miami. Uh, the the overhead thing. Which speaking of overhead, they're talking most likely outdoor stadium in Orchard Park. So now, <laughs> that's great news, but. There's more. <laughs> There's most likely uh, going to be a relocation of the games for two years because they had to build a stadium. Because you cannot possibly build a stadium while there's people in it. <laughs> so uh, there's most like uh, most likely it's going to be what um what were the stadiums they were they were talking about? <clears throat> the one that stood out to me that I just can't get out of my head is playing at Penn State. Yeah, Penn State. They have the Bagulas have a very good relationship with them. That's why they do, yeah. and it's a big ass stadium. Yeah, you can definitely fit a lot of people. You can there. fit a lot of people in there. I would go there. Can you imagine the mop? I'm I'm going. <laughs> if we go to Penn State, I'm going to at least one mm-hmm. in the winter time. Oh yeah, probably against the Dolphins because mm-hmm. I hate them. But there's that, and then there's also one more venue, which. Is not a popular one, but it is a venue that we have been to before. It wasn't a great series, but maybe the relationship is different now due to, obviously, Brian wearing a hat, our relationship with Toronto. This hat's going to disappear as soon as the Blue Jays move back to Toronto. Anyways. Um, the relationship with Toronto and Buffalo, although the hockey team not so great, uh, the relationship with the, the the relationship with Buffalo and Toronto is actually pretty tight knit. They help each other out quite a bit. Um, so I can also see that happening. Maybe they might rotate games. Who knows? So what's going on is um, the the reason why that might be the case is because their lease is up in twenty twenty two. No, 2023. Sorry. 2023. And my guess is that the last season of the stadium is going to be next year. I would assume so. I don't know yet. This is what this is why they're planning, but the talks are being really uh they're they're really ramping up really fast. So I wouldn't be surprised if towards the end of the season they start talking and you know they start making some announcements. 
hey, look, this was going to be happening. We're going to be playing here this year, this year. We're going to play here or what have you. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be an outdoor stadium in Orchard Park with a similar format to Miami when it comes to the overhead. So it's going to be kind of like basically the cutout's going to be just the actual field itself, and then the rest of it's going to be covered up. So the elements still hit the field, but don't hit the, the you know, the you know the fence. Um, it's a good and bad thing because some people really like being in the elements, but if the elements still being applied to the game itself, then who cares? They're still getting hit by elements. Elements still still do apply to the game. That's all I really care about. And it's cold. You get oh, into the wind. You Imagine get oh. the wind. You get into November, December, January, February. I'm gonna cross all my fingers here. Um, probably won't play in February, but with the uh, yeah, with all those elements, all that wind, all that cold in the playoffs, it's a hard place to play if you're a southern. If you're if you're from anywhere but Buffalo, that's a hard place to play. That lake effect wind, it stings. You're outside. Just stay home. Don't don't show up. It wasn't worth it. You're gonna lose. Okay. Um. So there's that. So obviously outdoor stadium. They're shooting for 2025. Again, that sounds like a long way to go. And this probably is a long way to go. But good thing is, you know, it's happening. It's being talked. It's moving. Now, when it comes to who's paying for the stadium, that I don't have any information of. I'll let you guys know when it does happen. But when it does happen, you know, you'd be the first to know. But um, my thing is, yeah, taxpayers are going to pay. Look, it's going to happen. It's going to, you know, it's honestly, it's it's going to, I, I don't know, I think a new stadium is going to look really good in Buffalo. You have a good team with a good stadium. You're going to have people come in. And what's the one thing that uh, this podcast is trying to do? Get people in Buffalo. Visit Buffalo. One more reason to do it by a brand new stadium with a good-ass team. I mean, it's, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, you may have to pay a little bit of money. I, mean, I don't know how much it is exactly. It's an outdoor stadium, so it's not like, you know, top of the line, you know, Mercedes-Benz-style stadium. So it's not going to be that much. But it's gonna it's gonna be a pretty penny, but hey, if it means that it's gonna bring more people, more tourism into the the city, more people to the city itself, and just get that revenue back, especially now that you can have year round, I mean year round events, because you can't do that with this current stadium. You can do that with football, but you can't have concerts outside in those winters. So that's. That's the kind of my, my thing when it comes to the stadiums. A lot of people don't like the fact that I talk about outdoor or uh, indoor domes. I'm looking beyond beyond uh, just football games. You can say no, but that's just a, this is the reality. You want something that constantly brings revenue. It's a business uh, aspect too. That's why you don't you don't think they make a stadium just because they're like oh football team is doing good. They want they want to bring people to the stadium year round. But anyway. This idea with the with the, the top is perfect. It's it's a fantastic idea. And you're keeping in the Orchard Park, which also means tilting. 
Mafia. <laughs> so we won't we won't have to worry about losing tailgating to a downtown stadium because that would not have been the case. Probably not. So we get to keep our tailgating and all those amazing food and so all the tables breaking and all the alcohol. Is God, Brian, just uh, I lost. It, it, it just up. warms you up. <laughs> it does. It makes you all fuzzy inside when you think about tailgating. That's that's what the mafia does. You know, that's what Bill's mafia does. There's people camping out, you know, a night beforehand. That that's the love that the city has for this team. Um, we've got. Uh, is it the oldest? One of the oldest stadiums in the league mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. We're on the come up. They deserve a better stadium. They deserve better facilities. Let's give it to them. Let's let's make that investment because they're paying us back on the field. Let's do it. Let's they, deserve, they deserve it. I mean, we've uh, we've had the same stadium since the Rock Pile, basically. I mean, 1970, was it? Uh, I don't know how old the stadium is, but, you know. It's been a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's 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 long overdue, um, and like I said, we're still talking about another four years from now, so we'll still be able to uh, do what we do best, you know, at the stadium now. Hi, Mark, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the that's what we got so far with the, when it comes to the stadium. We have a we have a group that's really good at building stadiums, very reliable, um, and they uh, seem to do a really good job when it comes to cost too. Um, you know, that's another good thing because, you know, the other group is the Mercedes Benz and that's, that was, oh my geez, the amount of money they had to pay for that damn stadium is just, and the, the thing is, is like, it's not too far off of the AT&T stadium. So it's like, but the price, it, it's night and day, you know, it's crazy how they managed to save so much more money on the AT&T stadium. Compared to the Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Dome, whatever it's called, so it's like, you know, yeah, and you you think about both of those two stadiums, and I'm not saying we're gonna get a whole bunch of college football playoff games in ours. Could very much be though. It, it's, hey, you can never count it out. You, that's true, but those two have done it exactly. since the inception of their stadiums. Yeah. Um, you've got a team like Dallas. More winter classics. I mean, yeah. you could yeah. the, the possibilities of having a newer stadium creates much more venues, much more uh, things to happen there. We can have a winter classic again. We can have, uh, we can have a college football playoff game there. Well, not a playoff game. I mean, technically we can, but you can have a bowl game there. It's very possible. All these things are very possible with a new stadium because they want to go to these new places. WrestleMania, for example, is going to go to so it's going to go to Las Vegas. That stadium is not even a year old now. At this point, they want the new one. So that's the good thing about having a new stadium. Some people are not going to like it, but they got to understand that once you get you in the stadium, your your whole thing about the past is just going to go out the window. We're like the the possibilities too are completely crazy. Like as far as like what you can put in the stadium, like. Like, Key Bank has, like, a Hall of Fame section. 
they can kind of pull that up because we have a lot much larger whole thing. There's <laughs> a lot more accomplishments <laughs> you can hang up on there. So, you know, it can have a, a, a just a, a hallway. It's just prestigious stuff. You know, I, you can get crazy with it. It's honestly going to be fun. I, it's, I can't wait. I can't wait, even though it's four years from now, but I can't wait. And best believe we'll continue to update as that goes along. Mm-hmm. But it's just exciting to talk about right now. Yeah. It, it really is. You can New see things. getting Angel getting all worked up over there about it. Um, it just get excited. Be happy. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. So we're going to jump right into number four here. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because Angel knows how I feel. We're talking about the NHL playoffs. Game one just happened last night. Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the Montreal Canadiens. Five to one. And it could have been like nine to one. They're getting swept. And if they don't, they're not making it past game five. That's my personal opinion. Um, I know Angel hasn't been watching. So, yeah, we'll just... We'll just jump right into our number five, and that will be our Major League Baseball update. Starting in the National League East, the New York Mets, three games ahead of the Washington Nationals. Looking pretty good there, pulled ahead. Uh, Central, the one division we said was going to be a fun one. Milwaukee leading that by four games now over Chicago Cubs. The St. Louis Cardinals have dropped to eight games behind the top spot. For a while, it was Milwaukee, the Cubs, and St. Louis. Heading into the West, San Francisco Giants. Two and a half games on the Dodgers. The San Diego Padres, four games back of them. The the Giants and the Dodgers. Even the Padres. You look at the run differential, plus 99 for San Francisco, plus 104 for the Dodgers, and plus 77 for the Padres. The, the next closest in the entire division, is, or in the entire National League, is plus 21. Yeah, the San Diego Padres, who are third place in the NL West, have plus 56 run differential on the Milwaukee Brewers, who is number one in the Central. It's ridiculous, this division in the West. These guys have great pitching, great hitting. It's going to be fun. Uh, pay attention to that division and pay attention to those three teams. If, you don't, if you're trying to get into baseball, that one's going to be a fun one to watch. Jumping into the AL East, Boston Red Sox. One game up on the Tampa Bay Rays. Six and a half behind them. The Buffalo slash Toronto Blue Jays. And seven and a half behind the Boston Red Sox is the New York Yankees. Which I think they've lost six straight to the Red Sox this year. That could be looking completely different if they didn't get swept out of the entire division by the Red Sox. But let's not get into that. In the American League Central, the Chicago White Sox, not much of a surprise leading that division. Two games over the Cleveland Indians. In the West, everybody's favorite team, the Houston Astros, one and a half games. On the Oakland A's, I I just need, I need to see the Oakland A's jump up and beat the Houston Astros. And I think a lot of people in this uh, baseball, MLB, fan club need that as well. But 
my favorite stat is the run differential, and the Houston Astros are dominating in that as we speak. Plus 140. Your second is the Dodgers at plus 104. I know you don't like hearing it, but that's how it is right now. Your Houston Astros are the hottest team in the league. Jumping into number six of pick six, your NBA playoff picture. Eastern Conference Finals, Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two games to one lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Game four tonight at 8.30 p.m. on TNT in Atlanta. Then tomorrow, your Angel Phoenix Suns over the Los Angeles, or facing the Los Angeles Clippers at 9 p.m. Phoenix has a, a chance to clinch an NBA Finals appearance. They are up three games to two over the Los Angeles Clippers. It's going to be interesting. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to break down our 4-3 defense. I got, a, I got a little special thing for you, Brian. This is called the Extra Point. Extra point? Extra point. You know, because when you get pick six, you get the extra point. This is a surprise. So, something's happening next year. Something, something that Bill's fans, not myself, have been clamoring for forever. Alternative helmet. <laughs> Alternative comments are okay. Okay, I took his off. I've been speaking about this for a long time before we even thought about bringing red helmets into our repertoire. I don't, I don't care how they do it. I don't care when they do it. I care about how often they do it, which I hope is very frequently, at least two to three times a year to start. Um, we need this. This is a popular topic on all of social media, especially after Stefan Diggs said that he needed, he wants this badly. He'd okay, listen, everybody would look great in a There's an outfit. image out right now of Stefan Diggs. In the classic 90s um, Buffalo Bills jersey combination with the red helmet. And I'm not going to lie. It's looking, it's looking pretty smexy right there. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's looking pretty damn good. I mean, come over here. You see this. I mean. Uh, I mean. <laughs> hold on. I, I want to share this real quick. Let me. Let me. <laughs> let me. Let me let me let me just uh okay hold on yeah uh let me just minimize this real quick let me just uh, nope there you go it's gonna be right there brian can't handle the awesomeness of it this is uh, a render from a bills fan and i'm not gonna lie uh, of course, podcast people, you can't see this, but um, imagine um, Stefan Diggs in a uh, red helmet with the updated Buffalo Bills logo. 
um, and the classic blue, blue, um, a white, white, uh, <laughs> what is it, white, um, sleeve or neck thing. But yeah, that combination with the classic, it's, it looks really damn good. And, uh, that's the only combination that can, uh, personally I think that would look really good with that combo. Now, those with the current combo, I don't know. I have to see them. I have to actually see it. Like, I maybe can see this with the, the, the color rush jerseys, but I think, oh, I never even thought about that. yeah, red helmet, red jersey. Uh, it, I think it'll look pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's, 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 that's what it looks like right there. That's, um, uh, hmm. yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> that is, uh, so they're talking about that next year. Alternative helmets. Um, it's only gonna be one. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's gonna be the third, third one. It's gonna be the alternative. You got the old school one. Then you get the regular one, old school. And then, that, and then the alternative. Old school is the standing Buffalo, by the way. Yeah. If you didn't know that, obviously, you, most of you guys already knew that. Um, you know, come on, you already know Jersey right back there, you know, Dion. Um, but yeah, uh, that's <laughs> it, it. You know, I saw it, I was like, because I, I, I didn't understand why people were so freaking crazy over those red helmets. I, I was, I, me personally, I'm not really a big fan of them. I like the white better, but if you put the updated logo onto the red helmets, I think that looks nice even very nice now question brian matt or no matt mm. do we want a, 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 a updated look to a retro helmet or do we just want the helmet matt matt Ooh. damn that's gonna look sick <laughs> It's gonna look sick, but yeah, look forward to that. That's that's an extra point this this today. Uh, no guarantee extra points unless we just come up with a little surprise. There you go. This is a hot topic. I mean, it's this is something I'm excited about in particular because, as he knows, I've been talking about red helmets for ever. It's I've always loved them. Mm -hmm. It's my thing. Yeah, I thought they always looked awesome. Maybe not so much with the dark blue jerseys. Hmm. Uh, let's be honest. Dark blue jerseys are not exceeding my, you know, they're not really that great. Yeah. The, the navy blue, I, I, that's probably my least favorite. Blue I like the white, well. the white combination when it comes to the yeah. that, that era. <laughs> Other than that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah it, the yeah. white on white looked good because it was kind of looked very uniformed, I think. It like it just like it just squared off here and it went all the way down to the, the pants. That was kind of clever. I like that. But other than that, yeah, the, the other jerseys were just like mm. it's just like the Sabers. You know, they left Royal Blue. I mean, they left Navy Blue to go Royal because Royal is just a it's a much more attractive color. Either Royal Blue or I forgot what they call this blue. It's not Royal Blue. It's something else. Anyways, Royal Blue is the Sabers. It's more of a lightish blue. Borderline baby blue, but it's not. It's a little bit darker, but yeah. I'm a, I I love you. I love jerseys. I love jerseys. I love just if you look good, feel good type of thing. And you know, you're obviously representing. You know, your your team. Obviously, the Bills being the best looking uh, team in the NFL when it comes to the classic AFL jerseys. You can't get any more slick than that. 
I'm sorry. You can, you can try all you want, but I think I compared the AFL jerseys, the white AFL jersey with the white uh, guard, to like like Navy Marines dress whites. Dress blues. No, dress blues are are winners. Dress whites. Oh, dress whites would apply to uh, to uh, the Marines too. No, just the dress blues for the Marines. Dress whites is the Navy thing. I thought. I thought. I thought. Okay. Anyway, but anyway, when you're in the dress whites, oh, you looking good, sharp as a mug. <laughs> it's like you just looking clean as a oh, just I just love it. <laughs> yeah. Any of the military members that are listening out there, you know, you, you know your dress uniform. You know how good you look in that dress uniform. Yeah. That's the same sense of pride we have with those AFL uniforms. Oh, They're just it like, just looks so good. It's awesome. It's an awesome feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was a surprise. I appreciate that extra point segment. We had to throw that in there somewhere. So thank Angel for that. That's why he is the producer extraordinaire. <clears throat> it's time to stop. He's doing robot. Oh, All right. This is where we're going to break down our 4-3 defense. Base defense that the Bills like to run. Sean McDermott at his uh, finest here. Leslie Frazier at his finest here. <clears throat> so if you can picture it, if you look at the defensive line, those are the guys that are rushing the quarterback. Four of them guys on the line. At all times at a 4-3 defense. Directly behind them, you've got your linebackers, your Tremaine Edmonds, your Matt Milanos. There's three of them. Always behind the four defensive line. And behind them, on each corner, Tredavious White and whoever they decide to line up on the other side of him, on the sides. Behind them, you already know, your two safeties. So, um, pretty uh, oopsie moment there. Um, so, basically, the for some reason, the rest of the file had a bunch of background noise, and I don't know where it was coming from. I was trying to eliminate it. Couldn't do it. Um, so, basically, the rest of the episode, when it comes to the 4-3 uh, the explanation and stuff, it's kind of out the window for now. Uh, we'll get back to it again if you guys want. Um, we'll probably just make it a whole episode where we we'll just explain schemes and stuff like that and uh, get a little bit more in depth with it. But I do apologize again. It's just again we're constantly evolving um, right now, and uh, yeah, it's just that's what's going on. So I apologize. Um, well, like I said, we're we're getting better at this. Uh, we're implementing new stuff to we're implementing new stuff to the uh, podcast and now video podcast. So, um, you uh, be a little bit more patient with us, please. Anyways, um, I guess I'll do the outro. So, anyway, thank you for um, listening to Nickel City Hot Takes. Uh, feel free to follow our Facebook page, our Twitter, now our YouTube. And of course, you'll follow, you'll, you can um, listen to us on Apple, Google, uh, pretty much almost all the platforms out there when it comes to uh, where you listen to your audio podcast. Anyways, you guys have a great one. We'll see you in the next episode. See you.